This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by C-Dick Run. C-Dick Run is located in downtown Grand Forks and is home to all of your running needs. Whether you're looking for a mid-season pair of track spikes, maybe coach through you in a new event and you don't have the spikes for it, or you need a new pair of shoes to jog around town in this summer, Richard, Adam, and the crew down at the shop have got you covered. Not from Grand Forks? Haven't been to SDR before? Don't know where it is? Well, no problem. SDR will ship your purchase to you. A few months back, I got a nice pair of bok choy green Mizuno Wave Riders in the mail all the way down here in Des Moines, Iowa, which reminds me, I probably need another pair of those. That's Cedic Run, where life and running intersect. Ragnarok Athletic Club provides opportunities for track and field athletes of all ages, all events, all disciplines, the ability to compete, train, and enjoy the sport. Whether you are looking for a team to compete for this summer at some of the summer's USATF meets, or you just want to keep learning about your event and train and practice, Team Ragnarok is the team for you. Follow them on social media for more info and updates. Information on summer camps and training opportunities will be coming soon, so be on the lookout for those. Last but not least, we want to thank our sponsor, Draymond Enterprises. Draymond Enterprises. Innovation reimagined. On today's episode of the podcast, Cam and I sit down and take a look at some of the state's best marks so far. From high school to collegiate to post-collegiate, we've seen some awesome numbers, whether that's distances in one of the field events, heights in one of the field events, times on the track. We've got a lot of good ones to talk through today. Now, we recorded this episode last week, and there have been track meets since then. So if you're a North Dakota athlete and you've put up a monster mark between now and the time that this was recorded, we didn't overlook you. We just haven't been able to talk about it yet. Thank you so much for your support of the podcast. You can always keep supporting us by following us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. We update those regularly, so please look out for those. You can support us by leaving us a nice review on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify, or just keep telling your friends about it. We love telling stories, and if there's somebody that you want us to interview, if there's a story you want us to talk about, or there's anything that you just want to chat track about, make sure you get in touch with us. You can send us a message over our social medias. I'm guessing you could probably find somebody that has our phone numbers and get in touch with us that way too. But enough about us. Let's dive into today's episode of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And today we are going to give you almost the state of the union, but we're not talking about the state of the union, I guess. We're talking about the state of North Dakota track and field from high school all the way up to some of our post-collegiates and everyone in between, all of our college athletes we've been keeping eyes on. So Cam, first of all, You've been to more track meets than I have this year, mostly because you live in North Dakota and I don't. But just tell me so far, what has it been like to be back at a track meet considering we had the huge lack of a season in 2020? Yeah, I mean, it just feels good to 
see people actually racing. It's obviously a little bit different. I think there's still a little bit of like tension in the air when you're at track meets um, or like you're doing anything these days, you know, people are a little bit uncertain or you almost feel a little guilty uh, being out there just with how like serious everything got uh, over the summer with like lockdowns and stuff. Um, but it's just great to see people competing and racing and um, yeah. And like, like big fields too. So I was in a race the other, the other week, uh, there's like 20 guys in a 1500 meter race, which was, you know, just the more people you have at the start of a race for a distance race anyway, just kind of the more energy uh, is like built up for the race. Um, so yeah, it's good to be back. I know obviously for the high schoolers, it's been, you know, if they weren't in cross country, it's been, you know, uh, since two years. It's yeah, been a long time. A long time since they've been able to compete. So, and and like like we had maybe alluded to a couple episodes back, we're seeing uh, a lot of pretty impressive marks from sophomores. Uh, some who we expected, uh, who I'm sure we'll like talk about. But there's also been some marks from people uh, that maybe we didn't know as much about, uh, who've just grown and matured and and are really ready to have their have their time in the spotlight. So. Um, yeah, it, it's, we've been benefited from mild weather here in North Dakota so that meets have outdoor meets have been able to happen, you know, maybe a couple weeks earlier. Um, but it still is North Dakota. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the one meet I went to was, uh, crazy, crazy windy. Uh, maybe one of the windiest days, uh, for a track meet that I've, I've ever been to. Um, but it's not stopping these kids from getting out there and still running fast. So. Uh, yeah, I know there was a meet at Cheyenne earlier this last week, and I had talked to Red River coach Jeff Bakke, and he had said longtime assistant Tim Delmore, who's in his ooh, 36th or 37th year, and I might even be underestimating there a little bit, in his very lengthy tenure as a jumps coach at Red River, had never been to a windier meet than the Cheyenne meet, so... I don't know if that's yeah. the one you're referencing, but that that is the exact meet that I was at as well. So <laughs> I'm glad I glad uh, I can have some wisdom confirm my uh, you know my assumption that that was the windiest meet. Uh, you know who else is there, Ryan? Uh, friend of the pod, Morgan Milbrath. Uh, she's helping coach the Cheyenne team this year, so I saw her her out there. So uh, good to have good former North Dakota athletes uh, still giving back to the sport um, yeah. and still involved. So, yeah, well, that's good. You know, the wind doesn't seem to be deterring fast times. Like you mentioned, we've had this unreal lengthy training block and now the times are showing. So our goal for this podcast today is just to talk about some of those marks. We're going to start at the high school and we're going to work our way up to college and then on to some post collegiate. that we've been keeping our eyes on, but Cam, Tell us about some of these boys marks that you've been seeing from all over the state, all events. What's been standing out to you on the high school boys side? Yeah. I mean, one thing that we've kind of highlighted before and when we had Nate Peterson on, we've talked about is Caleb Larson from legacy high school. Um, He was a stud when he was a freshman stud when he was a sophomore the last time we saw him uh so we knew he was going to be good uh but just the times that he's put up so far um i mean he's he run 10 he ran 1087 in the 100 
um, which is, you know, fast by any means that's fast. Uh, but I think especially in, in North Dakota where, you know, the sprints aren't maybe, you know, as deep or as strong, uh, that, that's really something good. And then just the range of this kid to uh, 48.42 uh, in the 400 in, in April, early April. So, I mean, I don't, I don't believe either of those are his PRs, uh, but to know that he's already hitting, hitting close to his PRs uh, early in the season as a, as a senior. I mean, I think he's a guy that we could look to maybe challenge some, some records uh, come come the end of the season so I think yeah. it maybe is just a matter of if somebody else is going to get pulled along to to push him or if he's just going to be out there you know dominating you know everything from the one to the to the four so well if you remember as a sophomore he won the 100 the 200 and the 400 so he comes in with PRs of 48 21 so not too far off that so far this season you mentioned he ran 1087 earlier and his lifetime best is 1078. So he's right there too. So hopefully we'll see him put up, yeah, some potential state records going down. That'd be great to see. I'm looking at yeah. some of the distance events here. We've got a few really great performances. And keep in mind, these times I have written down are from indoor 1600s. We haven't really seen a lot of depth um, outdoors yet. We haven't seen a lot of meat results pop up on athletic.net. So maybe faster times have happened since I wrote these down. But I'm looking at Sean Corsmo, uh, Bismarck High. He's committed to Tulsa. He ran 420 in the 1600. Great time indoors. And not far behind Ben Antow from Jamestown, who's a South Dakota State commit, and Mason Kindle, who's going to be going to North Dakota State this fall. 424.5 for Kindle. So, I mean, pretty salty times. Think back to when you were probably a senior kind of vying for a state title how do those times compare? Like, what can you take away from those this early in the season? I mean, that to have to have three guys under 425 so far is is pretty impressive. Um, I think uh, I I my memory is is a little bit fuzzy, but I know especially at this point in the season, um, I was maybe just kind of rounding into that 420 type shape and running some races that were, you know, in the, in the 420s or just dipping under 420. Um, so I, I mean, expect those to, I would expect all three of those guys to get under, under 420, maybe run in the four, the four, you know, 15 to 418 range, uh, which when I was a senior, I think there was only, only two of us who ended up running that fast two or three. Um, so I think I think on the top end, that's kind of about where we see a lot of a lot of the top of the state being. Um, but I mean, kind of like I was talking about earlier, it'll be interesting to see how kind of the four through ten guys filter in based off being you know dragged by the by the really top end talent. So uh, it could we could get some pretty you know maybe this could be the year where you know you have the fastest eighth place finish of all time um you know or the fastest time needed to run to get you know that podium spot at the state meet but right yeah it, it's interesting i mean with the distance i mean with most high school athletes you got these guys running multiple events um so i'm sure the you know these guys are trying to put together a good four by eight relay as well as you know the open eight and and a two mile so 
Mm-hmm. I did see some results from a two mile that took place at the Bismarck bowl, uh, where like in one race, there was like eight or 10 guys who ran under 10 minutes. Now state qualifying for class A is, is 10 five. So like almost 10 guys who are well under, well under wow. the state qualifying mark. So, um, that'll yeah. be a good one. That'll be a good one to keep eyes on. I'm going to flash forward here to some of the jumps. Uh, Braden Brown and NDSU commit jump six, eight indoors. That's a really high mark for this early in the season. We haven't seen that for a long time. So expect big things from him. And then Matt Alexis from legacy jumping 22, 11 in the long jump That's a huge jump. And so it'll be interesting to see what he can do moving forward. How about some of these high school girls times? We've talked about Megan Ford on the podcast before, but what have we seen from her thus far? Yeah, I mean, Megan Ford's somebody that we like teased or kind of thought that maybe she's going to have a chance to break uh, a state record this year. I know she's talked about it, um, but, you know, there's a good chance that she'll, she might have to attack it, you know, on her own. So she's run 509.68 in the first week of April, April 6th. Um, also in that race, uh, Annika Stansberry got a state qualifying time, ran 521. Uh, but if you just think about like between Megan and Annika, who are both like very good athletes, Annika is going to be running at NDSU next year. Um, that, that's a pretty big gap between the first and the second place uh, times uh, in the, in the whole state right now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, like we've been saying, it's still early. So it is a little bit tough to judge kind of the upside of a lot of these uh, athletes, but, uh, in class a, you know, there's already eight girls who have hit that qualifying time. Um, so a full, a full field already, uh, one who is, is, you know, kind of interesting to see how some of these people who've done really well in cross kind of translate in the events that they choose to run in track. So Haley Ogle, um, one of the top top placers at the cross country state championship this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now she is the top time in the 400. Uh, okay. And is one of only two people to have the qualifying standard in the 400. She's also the second fastest in the 800 right now. Um, so quality going more like the four eight route. Um, but we know that, you know, she probably has the range where she could go four, eight, 16 in terms of qualifying her sister. Jalen uh, is also one of those eight who has the qualifying standard in the 1600. So yeah. just kind of, kind of really, really interesting to see, you know, which cross country runners, you know, choose to go the four, eight, if they have the wheels for it and which ones, you know, maybe stick to the more bread and butter, the, the mile, two mile. So, Yeah. Now, another name that I've written down here, CC Debum of Fargo Davies, leading the state in two events right now. She's got uh, an 18-foot, 6-inch long jump that she marked earlier this season, as well as a state-leading time of 15.22 in the 100-meter hurdles. So she'll be another one to look out for. Let's transition into our collegiate women. A uh, name that's no surprise to the podcast. We've mentioned her before, Akili Moten from West Fargo. Right now, she's sitting third in the NCAA with a bomb of 58 feet, 10 inches in the shot put. For those metric people out there, for our one Romanian listener, uh, that's 17.94. So 17 meters, 17.94 meters. That's a big throw. And then let's focus on some of these Class B names because 
we've mentioned a lot of class A people so far at the high school ranks, but some of these class P people that have really developed, Carrie Wolf throwing 5486, aka 180 feet in the javelin. That's good for fifth in the nation. She was the champion at the Tennessee Relays in Knoxville last weekend. Annika Rotvold running 423 over 1500 meters. That's a lifetime best for her by more than a second. And then Peyton Froelich, we're talking about somebody that's got the, the longer distance abilities, choosing to go shorter. And she's really developed into a phenom over 800. Runs yeah. an outdoor personal best of 210 in the 800 at the Tennessee Relays as well. So we're seeing yeah. some really big things from some of the collegiate women. Yeah, I mean, Annika is, is really kind of a cool cool story. You know, had her 50, 50, 50 year kind of cut short, not kind of, but completely lost because of COVID last year. Chose to come back, uh, run run a six year, just basically been training all fall and all winter and just really, you know, really crushing it. I believe, you know, that 423 is, is fourth all time in NDSU history. Um so just just a total stud uh yeah we we didn't really get the chance to to look up a lot of like the class b you know high school times but i mean we we see you guys we know we know you're out there putting in work and um just kind of going back to touch on high school i did see uh one of the top distance runners from uh class b noah rolf uh he just committed Mm -hmm. to run at valley city state so uh you know, another commit that, that we just want to give a little shout out to. And yeah, it'll be exciting to see, see another North Dakota person stay within the state and, you know, just pursue, you know, excellence. So. Yeah. And then let's move on to the collegiate men's side. Huge jump from a Bismarck legacy product, Brandon Lewis, 7.55 meters, 24 feet, nine inches. That is a massive mark. I believe that was win legal as well. I'm actually pretty confident that was a win legal mark. It's a huge jump for him. Alex Bartholomew from Bowman, the kid from Bowman, as we like to say, going yeah. 9.09 in the 3K steeple. Good for 10th all-time at NDSU. Another legacy product, Alex Brusso, running 10.76 in the 100-meter dash. Maybe we need to have him and Caleb Larson line up on the line, go head-to-head. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then before we get into some field events, one last track one. Actually, I'll throw in two more track ones. Jacob Rodin finally, finally getting under that one minute, 50 second mark. He goes 149.74 in the 800 meter uh, at Tennessee Relays. Huge mark. Congrats, Jacob. That's a huge barrier to cross. We're super proud of you. And then Hunter Lucas going 348 in the 1500. The Big Ten is doing some crazy meets, and that was at the Big Ten invite number two. I don't know where the heck that was, probably someplace warm, but yeah. 348.04, so a great mark from him. Yeah, Hunter, I mean, we're big. I'm a big fan of Hunter. Uh, just gotten to run with him a little bit, you know, throughout the years, and you know, he's a guy who just, like, seems to just keep chipping away at that 1,500-meter time, just keep – he keeps lowering it just by a little bit, you know, every season. So uh, really cool. 
uh, to see him just keep getting faster. Hey, one thing, one thing too about Brandon Lewis and Alex Brusso, because we were both teammates with them uh, for just a couple of years and kind of early in their career. Like, I think both you and I could have could have told you know anyone that they were good. They were talented guys. You know, uh, really, really showed like a a passion and like a desire to get better, but just kind of injured a lot you know and when you get guys who are injured early in their college career with the transition to living somewhere new and and taking classes and stuff you just never know if it's really gonna gonna work out uh because there's just a lot of pressure um put Mm -hmm. on these you know young people being in college um so it's just been really cool to see uh both of them finally you know as they're getting to be upperclassmen finally hitting their stride uh literally and figuratively and just really you know hitting some PRs that, you know, have honestly been a long time coming for both of them. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, Bart's uh, 10th all time in the steeple. I I got a pretty close eye on that one because I believe I'm, I'm ninth only one second ahead of him (laughs) uh, rooting for him to bump me down on the all time list. uh, But cherishing every moment that I have. Uh, and before we move on to Ryan, I, I was just remembering uh, Kaylee Peterson from Mayport CG. She's running for South Dakota State right now. Um, also another one of those uh, Class B North Dakotans who's, who's running really well this season. Um, I, I don't have like the official time up, but I remember seeing the tweet, um, ran a big PR in the 1500 a couple weeks ago. I believe she's now on the South Dakota State uh, all-time top 10 list for their 1500 um another athlete who early in her career earlier in her career you know dealt with a lot of injuries and you just didn't really know if things were going to take off but Mm -hmm. uh, had a great indoor season and has been keeping it rolling onto the outdoor season so yeah um, and i can i can fact check for you 428.46 in the 1500 and the week before she ran maybe two weeks before she ran 1722 for 5k so both personal best for her it's a mm -hmm. great job kaylee couple of field events we need to touch on before I get off my lunch break. I got the two minute timer on. So let's see how quick I can get through these. Oh Matt Kraft from Bismarck Legacy as well throws 201 in the javelin. That's a lifetime best. Not to be outdone by Ty Ogren, Grand Forks product, went to my alma mater, Red River, throws 212 in the javelin. Huge lifetime best for him. And then two people that are post-collegiates that we need to keep our eyes on. Austin Schmidt, my old roommate, lifetime best, 1795, 232 feet, nine inches in the javelin, a bomb for him, a lifetime best. And we're happy to see after taking a couple of years off that he's getting back into it. And then Cam, how about on the female distance side of things? Who are we keeping our eyes on this weekend? I mean, Lexi Zeiss, you know, Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon, uh, going to try and show us what she's got range wise. She'll be racing the 5k at the Brian Clay invite, uh, historically a very fast, uh, meet for the distance events. Uh, and that's, that's coming up this weekend, the weekend of April, you know, 16th, 17th, 18th. So I'm not sure the exact date of that race, but, um, yeah, it'll be fun to see Lexi going from the roads back to the track and um, you know, with how things are going would not be surprised uh, with a, with a big PR from her. So best of luck to Lexi. Yeah. Things are looking good. I've got students staring in the window, so we should probably wrap this thing up, but Cam, thanks again for hopping on with me. 
great opportunity to give you an update on where North Dakota track and field sits right now. And we can't wait to keep you updated. Follow us on our social medias, especially Instagram. We keep that one updated the most, but you can take a look on Facebook too. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in. We hope you have a great week and we will see you soon. And there goes the bell. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but. (laughs) 